And we are live. This is week seven's edition of Who's Got Next. I'm your host, Nick Callen, alongside me, Christian Ainsworth. Christian, how are we doing today? Doing good, man. Coming off the Chiefs win. That's always, always great. How do you feel about the game? You know, I missed a decent bit of it because I was working in a wedding um, on that for one of my coworkers, actually one of my bosses technically. So that was kind of fun. Was keeping updated on the game and, you know, watched a little bit of the first half and then a little bit of the second half on my phone. And overall, was pretty impressed with us, with what I saw. I mean, the Chiefs defense looked really good in the second half. Um, Mahomes in that offensive side, they did what they're always going to do. Travis Kelsey had a really good day. Daryl Williams had two touchdowns running, running the ball, which, you know, you were questioning whether or not they needed to improve the running backs. And he had a very good first performance at that running back one, replacing uh, Clyde as he's going on IR. So it was a, it was a very good performance. I think the defense really stepped up. Yeah. And given the opportunity, I mean, I don't want to say they were up against the top level competition, but they've had a pretty hard schedule so far. So I think getting one of these games in where they can, you know, impose their will, I guess, on the the offense is, uh, I mean, I I think it's going to be really important for us, especially coming into these next couple games where, I mean, like we play the Titans that have a really good offense. We're going to be playing the Chargers again. You know, there are some games that are coming up that are going to be very important for our defense to step up. I think this was a good game to kind of get right before we get the get to those games. Of course, and looking at the AFC West standings now, you know, after this game and after that pretty dominant performance from the Chiefs winning by 18, you know, I did get the Chiefs points right in my prediction. I predicted 31-21, and it was 31-13, which dominant performance from uh, from the team. Any other thoughts on the game before we move on? Yeah, um, and I kind of talked about this on my other podcast, not just another sports podcast, plug, just a shameless plug right there. I don't know how much Daryl really played better than than Clyde would have. And I know if you guys follow me on Twitter or anything like that, I, I was tweeting during the game, I don't think Clyde makes that cut. I don't think Clyde makes that play. And honestly, I, I kind of stand by that a little bit as far as, I don't think Clyde gets those two touchdowns coming into this game. I mean, like those goal line carries that, you know, you desperately need to hammer it in, run into somebody, you know, make a play. But then again, I don't think we ever expected Clyde to be able to do that. Like Daryl has been the bruiser goal line back for, I mean, since he's, since Clyde has been drafted here and yeah, I, I think Clyde, if he got the majority of the carries instead of hitting, I believe it was, 62 yards is what is what he had yeah 62 yards and two touchdowns I'm not so sure that Clyde doesn't go for 100 with that like just just with the holes that were broken open I know that he's not quite as fast as Daryl he kind of waits a little around a little too long for my taste at least and quite more than Daryl does but I think that's what makes him special and effective in this offense and would we like to have a better running back yeah but I think at this point we should be adding some people on the defensive end. And going along off that running back is always the most disposable position in the NFL. It's just, it's just the harsh reality of it. You know, there's just so many of those guys and they kind of flush themselves out year in and year out. There's obviously some very talented guys in the league, like CMC to Eric Henry, who obviously 
are exceptions because they've been doing it for so long. But overall, I mean, you do see the running back position getting flushed out. And Daryl Williams has always shown to play well when he's on the Chiefs field. So he doesn't necessarily have a big name. That's more because of lack of opportunities because he does play well. And I think he showed that against Washington last Sunday. But moving forward, let's get a look at these AFC West standings real quick. In first place, we've got the Chargers and the Raiders, technically. Let's see who's got the tiebreaker over them. I guess they're pretty much neck and neck. The Chargers at first, it says so. The Chargers, then the Raiders at four and two, and then the Chiefs and the Broncos tied at three and three, at three and four. Christian, at six games into the season, would you have expected something like that to be happening? No, and, and I don't think if you ask anybody in the Chiefs media, not that sounds a little too official. Guys that talk about the Chiefs um, over Spotify or Apple Podcasts, if you ask anybody, any of those guys, I don't think anybody would have thought that we would be three and three in our division. I mean, and at the bottom of the division, I mean, like this has been so far out of left field. And I mean, we, we all kind of know the reason why, right? Like the turnovers, that, that, that's the main thing. I feel like I talk about this every week. Chiefs can't keep committing turnovers. Broncos don't commit as many turnovers. Nobody else in the NFL commits as many turnovers as the Chiefs. And also we get no turnovers. I mean, the, the turnover battle is always swung in the opponent's favor. And yet we're still beating teams by, or we're still beating them 31 to 13. We had three turnovers in that last game that we played against the Washington football team. And they had two. And one of them was the most incredible interception I maybe have ever seen by a defensive end where Tershawn Wharton reaches his hand out. And I, I don't have the exact measurements here, but I'd like to see his hand compared to a catcher's glove because they have to be close. I mean, within an inch, he reaches that catcher's mid up of a hand, snags the ball, pins to the back of the defensive lineman or the offensive lineman and, and brings it in for an interception. Like we don't create turnovers like that. The ones that we get are usually pretty lucky and if we could continue to, to limit, I mean, three turnovers in one game is a lot, but it's not as bad as it's been. So, I mean, if we can continue to limit those turnovers and create more of our own, I think we'll rise up through these standings. I don't think the Broncos are legit. They went three and three, then they went 0 and three. And that's because they face some actual competition. The Raiders always start like this where they go, I'm going to go, you know, we're, we're going to go. I don't know, eight and two over the first half of the season or six and two over the first half of the season. And then we're going to lose the rest of our game. So I'm still waiting for that like midway breakdown of the Raiders organization. The Chargers are really the ones that we're going to have to compete with. And like I said, if we continue to improve, I think we have a real shot at beating them. And yeah, I mean, overall, I definitely think that turnovers are the big issue. We talk about it every week. And I do think it's gotten better. Obviously, Tyreek Hill had the bad drop um, last week, which kind of fluctuated that to where it wasn't just 2-2. Nevertheless, we had – that was just one of them. That was just one that I personally saw. And that just probably shouldn't have happened in general. Looking at it, 
I agree with what you're saying. I certainly think they can beat the Chargers at um, SoFi Stadium. I believe that's what the new one's called. Um, beautiful stadium, by the way. I think they can go in and beat beat them there. I think the Chiefs can certainly beat them down later in the season because this was a good bounce back game. They can put now they're playing. You know, I'm not going to say because I want to ask you for the for the promo, but they got a great AFC opponent coming up and. Yeah, I think the Raiders, you know, they just lost their head coach, you know, who John Gruden, you know, just to lay it out there. I mean, the man had a 10 year contract. I mean, they expected him to be the main centerpiece of this team. You don't ever really see coaches getting that kind of contract. And, you know, for him to be out in I don't know how many years he coached, but he didn't even reach four or five. He might have been on four this year, but. It's just embarrassing, and it's and it's tough to see it from an organizational standpoint, and and you know, was the right decision? I'm not even sure. I didn't look much into it to be honest, but it's just something you really can't do, and it's just not acceptable in the workforce in today's world. Oh yeah, I completely agree. And I'll kind of ask you this: where, where do you think the Raiders go from this point? Because I I don't know what it's been. And, you know, as a fan of good football and the AFC West, the Chiefs in particular, I don't know where the Raiders go at this point because they've always kind of felt like that team that whatever decision that they make is the wrong decision. And I don't know why that is. Like, well, just take this draft, this this past draft. They draft Alex Leatherwood to be a tackle. And they draft him in the first round pretty high up. Nobody, at least that I know, that was doing any kind of draft research saw that coming. And then in the second round, they get Trayvon Morag, who's, I think, one of the best safeties to come out of this draft. And if you would have flipped those two picks, you'd say, oh, wow, they had a really good draft. But instead, for whatever reason, they decided that they wanted to draft Alex Leatherwood, a, a pick with much less upside, a much higher or a much lower ceiling. I don't know what they do. They obviously need a new head coach, but do you think they just completely blow it up and, and start over? Or do you think that there's still something to be salvaged here? Oh, sorry. I was trying to find out how many years he was there. Do you know how many, do you know how many years he, uh, how many years he was there on that contract? I can't remember. I mean, he hadn't been there too long. I feel like. No, it was maybe like, three years I'm thinking yeah certainly didn't reach four or five but I was just more curious yeah it's going to be tough to see where they go from there they obviously have an interim guy in there who knows if they'll stick with him obviously it depends on how they do this season which fair play and it's going to be interesting to see what happens I mean Derek Carr has certainly improved a lot under John Gruden I don't think that's Really, even an opinion. I think that's just the truth. The team has gotten a lot better. They have a lot of young talent and guys like Henry Ruggs, um, Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr. He's still pretty young and has a lot of experience. I mean, he's not old. And you know, I think they had a. I think they had a decent team going with that. It's it's just a little unfortunate ending on just all accounts. I think, and it's going to be interesting to see how Derek Carr how he's affected by this as well. Oh, yeah, and that, that's a really good point. They, they do have a lot of talent. I mean, Darren Waller, Henry Ruggs, Josh Jacobs, even some guys on the defensive end, Max Crosby, a, a really good pick that I think was a little underrated. 
I mean, obviously not how you drew it up, right? Like if you could go back, you'd hope that John Gruden never sent those emails. If maybe even if you're a little evil, you'd hope that they never reach the light of day. But I mean, there, there are just so many different ways that this could have gone and didn't. That sucks for that organization. And like I said, I, I like good football. I want the, the Raiders to be at their best. I want the Broncos to be at their best. I want the Chargers to be at their best. And we still beat them. I, I don't want there to be any excuses when we go and play them again because every Raiders fan, whenever we play them, well, you, we didn't have a head coach or whenever we beat them, whenever we go play up against them, that, that's going to be the narrative. Well, we had a shot this year, but we didn't have a head coach and, you know, X player was hurt. And yeah, it is what it is. Who cares? Yeah. I'd well, say, no, I, I say, who cares? <laughs> but, you know, people are just going to say what they want to say. It's just what it is. But moving on, Christian, who's got next for these Kansas City Chiefs this week? The Tennessee Titans, I believe. Yes, sir. Is Definitely that, is that Sunday matchup. night football? When are they playing? It's Sunday or Monday. Here, I've got it pulled up right here. Oh, yeah, it's Sunday. It's at noon. I don't know okay. why. Okay. No, that's fine. It's definitely going to be interesting to see, you know, the Titans just coming off of a big Monday night football win. And then obviously the chiefs playing really well this week, probably their best game of the season, I would say. Oh, defensively and, by far. And then offensively, they still put up 31 points. So it's still a really good performance, certainly above average in the NFL. And, you know, I thought it was a, I thought it was a solid performance and, you know, the Titans obviously had that crazy fourth and one stop against Josh Allen and the Bills um, on Monday Night Football. And, whoo, crazy. So, yeah, they're four that, and two. Go did ahead. Did you end up watching that game? I know. I watched the last 30 seconds. I turned on my TV, watched him get flipped <laughs> in the air out of bounds. I said, ooh. And then, and then I saw him go for it. And he pretty much just, I don't know. I saw it a few times. It looks like he just kind of slips. And yeah. And I was just like, oh, I mean, and then they were trying to argue he got it. I was like, I mean, what do you what do you want? He pretty much fell right when he got the ball. Yeah. And dude, I, I actually didn't watch all of that game either, but I came in about halftime. Um, I guess it was midway through the third quarter and was like, holy crap, this is this is gonna be a nail biter because going into it. I like to review most of the football games, especially the ones in the AFC, but seeing like how close it was, it was so back and forth. Derrick Henry running for like basically 300 yards and Julio Jones going out with another injury, and AJ Brown being amazing and the Bills just going off. I mean, like it was so crazy to watch just the back and forth. And it was literally, I, I tweeted this out after the game. It's a game of inches. There's a reason they call it that because he was, Josh, Josh Allen was about five inches away from converting that first down or that fourth down and the game being over. Exactly. And no, that was insane. And yeah, when he was diving and stuff, I thought the line thing that they put on the screen was pretty cool, honestly. And yeah, one player I really like from both for one of those teams is uh, Titans defensive back, uh, Kevin Byard. Whoo. The boy's good. I definitely, yeah. I definitely respect his game. No, and they though every time those two teams match up, it's always a fun game. I wish I could have 
and would have watched more of it. But, you know, overall, I think uh, this is going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, how do you think Derrick Henry's going to going to play? Do you see him having a breakout year, breakout a game against the Chiefs or him getting stopped? Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw it back to you. What, what do you think the over-under should be? 200 yards? I'm, I'm going to look up Fox Bet here in a minute. And it has to be 200 yards. <laughs> I definitely think it's got to be, it's got to be up there compared to other running backs this week, but we will see. I would say maybe like 119 and a half. I'll say that maybe one. Okay. Well, I think that's the, pretty reasonable. The only reason I ask is because this Chiefs defense, I think we all kind of know it is really bad against the run. And I charted Antonio Gibson snaps from last, the last game that we played. And he was averaging 5.2 yards a carry at the half, which is insane. I mean, like, if, if Antonio Gibson can get that, imagine what Derrick Henry is going to do when he gets onto this defense. I mean. I saw Derrick Henry celebrating with one of those D linemen or O linemen. I think it was one of the D linemen who had made a play. He looked like he was the same size. Dude, he's okay. Like, I'm, he's... I'm so glad you noticed that. Yeah, dude. Did you see that? Yes. That was insane. He was he was literally the exact same size. I was like, good. And he's like right next to Tannehill, who's right next to a, you know, normally a woman sideline reporter who's not the biggest. And they're just like, you're just seeing it. And you're just like, oh, my goodness. Derrick Henry is just his arm is the size of her pretty much. And it's just like, goodness. The man is some of those guys like they especially who was that Cowboys lineman? that had to wear that knee brace over his elbow. Derrick Henry oh. is probably about the same size. Yeah, I mean, he's he's really a freak. And, you know, you saw that run, that touchdown run. I saw that on my phone. <sighs> he just has such – I mean, that was the fastest running back run of the year. And he's the biggest. Yeah. I mean, he's the size of, like, a D. I mean, he's probably bigger than, like, DNs, honestly. He's – I mean, he really is a freak of nature, and it's going to be fun to watch him continue to grow and mature because he seems like he's here to stay. Oh, yeah, and which is crazy, right? Because he gets, like, an insane amount of attempts per game. He's getting, like, 25, 30, 30 reps per game at the running back position and is in almost the whole time. And now he's catching passes out of the backfield. It's like, dude, we're, I know he was, like, maybe the first overall pick his draft year. He was super high up. But part of me is like, oh, we couldn't have somehow traded up for him or somehow felt it. But and where do you think, where do you think the Chiefs D or like how do you, mm, I mean, where do you see the Chiefs defense stopping Derrick Henry or how do you see them being able to stop him? Well, this could not come as like a worst at a worst time for us. But with Anthony Hitchens out, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be out for this game. We're going to have to have Nick Bolton and Willie Gay in and a third linebacker. I mean, the, the only way to get through this is to pull, play base defense, which is, for the Chiefs at least, it's four linemen, three linebackers, two corners, and two safeties. That That's essentially how we're going to have to play it. We almost never play that. We usually play nickel where we sub out a linebacker. But we have to stay in – we're going to have to stay in our base personnel and hope that we can get some downhill runners – this might be a test to, to Nick Bolton, honestly. He might have to have a, an all-pro type of game to help this defense out, and hopefully Willie Gay gets some more snaps as well. Because 
those two guys are going to be the most important players on the field on Sunday. You know, another guy who I think could play a big role and I'm not, I'm not trying to be sarcastic. It may come off as sarcastic. It's not Daniel Sorensen. I think that Dan dirty Dan could come in and make some good plays at the line of scrimmage. I think that he's explosive enough could maybe tackle him low you know, play play his style of football and maybe Tyron Matthew as well, both those safeties and then Juan. Juan maybe not as much as the other two, but it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch this defense hopefully compete with them. And yeah, I I well, definitely think how do you see the oh go ahead. Well I, I just want to say I don't think that's too crazy of a take. Like I know Daniel Sorensen gets a lot of hate and sometimes for good reason. I mean it's not like he's the best safety in the league by any stretch of the imagination, but having him come down and he is that kind of sub linebacker type role. I mean, like he's too small to be a linebacker. He's too slow and too big to be a safety. I mean, him coming in and and playing more up at the line of scrimmage with the limited snaps that he has, I think is going to be important as well. I think that's a good take. No, I appreciate it. And yeah, looking at that Mahomes offense and how do you see them kind of stack up? Because I definitely could see this game being a big shootout because even though I said I like Kevin Byard, you know, they've kind of lost a lot of those, you know, kind of key guys that made that defense kind of pop at times and that made them kind of stop Lamar Jackson and stuff like that. And but what do you think? Do you see this game being a shootout? And how are we feeling about like, Maybe like final score. Maybe are you feeling a Chiefs blowout? Where's the game even? Is it at Arrowhead or is it in Tennessee? I believe that it is at Tennessee. Or no, okay. it's it's at Chiefs. It's at Chiefs. I'm sorry. Okay, it's in Arrowhead. Okay. Oh no, that's just a kidding. Big... I lied again. Oh, what? It's, it's Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, okay. Yeah, I read it wrong. I read it wrong. Okay, so it's in Tennessee. Boom. Yeah. I it, mean, I mean, it I definitely think it could be a blowout, right? Like. If, if the Tennessee Titans come out and play their style of football, which is run the football, play action off the run, build that up until they're an unstoppable force, I could absolutely see this being like a 41-35 type of game. But then again, I think this was a big step for the Chiefs defense. I think it's going to come out, and I'm not going to say they're going to hold them to 31 because that sounds ridiculous, but I think – they can keep it from being 35. I think they can keep them from getting 41. And with the players coming in, I think Daniel Sorensen, like you said, having that limited role and having two, essentially almost three brand new linebackers coming in and starting for us. I think that they can make a difference. We can come in there. We could hold them 35, maybe 20 or 31, maybe 27. Uh, I guess my final score, uh, quit dancing around it is going to be 35 31 chiefs I, you know what honestly i'm thinking i'm thinking oh 35 30 titans i'm picking the titans to win this game you can't do that on a chiefs podcast man i am i am <laughs> i'm gonna do it and you know you know, one thing I actually asked you to do before this, and this was just to kind of prove a point, I wanted you to give me your top five AFC teams. And 
Yeah, I want I want them right here gotcha. right now. I want them because I wanted you to give them, and I wanted them to. I want to do like a power rankings thing just to kind of say, and I wanted you to know. I wanted to know where the Titans were as well. So the actually the Titans aren't in my top five. So I I have the Bills, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Chargers, then the Browns. And I, I think that that goes for my power rankings as well. Bills first, Ravens second, Chiefs third, Chargers fourth, Browns fifth. I think that when you get run over by a team with a completely backup line, like with what happened to the Chargers on Sunday was embarrassing. Like really yes. bad. Yes, it was, it was embarrassing. And no, I actually like that list a lot. Honestly, I do. I mean, I had a few tweaks in there. I'll kind of explain mine. So at number one, I had the Baltimore Ravens because they just had that huge win against the Chargers. Well, we'll get to in a moment. And then number two, I had the Bills. So we just flip-flopped those. And then I also had the Chiefs at number three. I just still think they're up there, even though the record doesn't show it. They're playing all of these teams, both of those teams. At four, I have Tennessee because they are four and two now. He just picked up a huge win. I still believe in all that talent. Julio Jones, man, still one of the best in football, along with A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry. That's nice. And then number five, I have AFC West uh, representative L.A. Chargers because Derwin James has been a huge addition. He's playing phenomenal football, getting a ton of tackles, making plays, forcing fumbles, interceptions. Man's just a playmaker. And I'm just happy he's able to play. Yeah, dude. And honestly, I don't hate the Titans being in there. I mean, there's an argument to be made that the Titans are a better football team than than the Browns. That Browns defense is suspect. And yes, we can go into their record. It's three and three versus. And the they Titans, just lost their two, rookie but... linebacker. Oh, the did they lose uh, J? What is it? J. O. K. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure how to actually pronounce the man's name just because I really hadn't heard much because he did kind of sail under the radar and it was a big addition for them. But he's heard, I mean, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunter. That's why I didn't put them like mine was more of like a power rankings, like my top five right now that I think will go out and win me a game. And yeah, no, I definitely think uh, right now the Browns are just bad down bad. I mean, Baker has a shoulder problem, too, so. But point being, the Chiefs have played all of the teams on both of our lists, and they're three and three, only a game back from the division with teams that are very not necessarily suspect because I think the Chargers could be legit. Um, but overall, I mean, the Raiders are, I don't think the Raiders are going to be up there, especially now with Gruden gone. Um, it's just, you know. You really think – I think the Chiefs are going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, I know everybody wanted to to ring the panic button after those first couple of games. And looking back, I think I was probably one of those people. But the defense turning around a little bit, and I'm not saying that they completely changed because they, I think they still were giving up like five yards of carry to a Washington football team that doesn't even have a name. Like going into this game – and, and the rest of the season, their schedule clears up a little bit. I mean, they're facing mostly AFC West, uh, the other teams in the AFC West, I guess, with the Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. And Which Andy Reid historically has beaten pretty handily. Yeah. So that's – I mean, they are interdivisional games, which 
they can be kind of weird. They're, an upset is always lurking with those games, but I think that this game is one of the hardest ones that they have on their schedule for a while. And if we can beat this team, which I think that we will, I think that we have a really, really good shot of coming in and being a good playoff team. I'm not saying that they'll get the first overall seed because the Bills schedule at this point is like, I, I think it's one of the easiest schedules in the league, like top 20% easiest schedules in the league. For the, the Chiefs? Chiefs? No, for the for the Bills. Okay, that's what I thought you were talking about. Yeah. Um, so I could see the Bills just running the table and we never get a chance to, to see it again. Although I, I would assume that they're going to have more than two losses on their, on their season, but it is possible that, that they go out and they win the rest of these games and we're stuck at like the third or fourth seed or maybe a wild card spot. If the chargers continue to play incredibly and they beat us again. I don't so, think Mahomes has ever played a playoff away game. Unless you count the Tampa Bay one in the Super Bowl. No, I don't, I don't think he has either. Now that, now that you say that. So this could be a big test for Mahomes as well. And especially going up to Buffalo in that level of cold, like Kansas city's cold, but like, I feel like upper state, New York. Oh, it's going to be bad. I feel like that's a whole nother level, especially in it's like February. Yep. Like it's like, it's like right on February. I don't know why they did that. Cause it's usually like late January, but we're going to see what happens. It's going to be fun. Yeah, dude, definitely. And this will this will be a good stretch of football to watch the Chiefs. And just so that we keep our expectations they, uh, low, and I'll say this before we get out of here, limit your expectations. This is a defense that is going to improve incrementally over the rest of the season. Now, there's been some talk about Whitney Merciless signing. I know he just left the Texans. So we could see him on the roster. And I really do hope that happens. That would be an amazing pickup, but there's really not a whole lot of big moves that the chiefs can make at this point with the salary cap being the way that it is. I think they're going to be fine. I mean, they played all the best teams in the AFC literally to start, like they literally played a playoff game, every game to start the year pretty much except for the Eagles, which the Eagles are pretty good. I'm not willing to give up on the Eagles, but they just don't have the playmakers for me, but That'll do it for us for who's got next. There's really not much else to be said. We're, I'm definitely, we're going to know a lot more after week seven against the Titans, which is going to be one of the probably mostly anticipated games of the week. I'm Nick Catlin alongside me, Christian. We will, we wish y'all a good rest of your week. Go chiefs. I had 31 or 35, 30 in favor of the Titans. Christian, you had. 35 31 in favor of the Chiefs. Boom. So there you have it. We hope you all have a good one and go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.